Yeah, I'll always be a metalhead. They nothing can take that away from me. Right. I mean, not jail, not people, not religion, not anything. I'll always be a metalhead. 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 This is Tim Roth from Into Eternity, and you're listening to the Great Metal Debate Podcast. Okay, guys, Alden, Dakota, and Steven, you know why we're here. You've each listened to the other's album. It's time to talk about it. Don't be shy about what you like and don't like about each album. And we'll kind of wrap it up at the end of each album. We're going to start with Alden. So, I pretty much just chose Death Magnetic because I think it's like probably one of Metallica's most underrated albums because so many people like criticize it all the time and being like a terrible album and stuff and that it's not that great as what people make it out to be but like pretty much like right when i heard this album like after listening to like other albums like load and reload and stuff like all their 90s stuff and like the early 2000s i thought that it was a lot better and it stood out to me like way more than any of their other stuff and i think it's a lot better album than what people make it out to be Oh, like they went way like harder and like a lot more into this album I think than they went in previous albums and they went back to more of their thrash the only thing that really I didn't like about it is the guitar a little bit like the 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 way the guitar sounds like the the distortion of it like I don't really like the distortion as much as it could be Dakota what do you think about it I'll admit, upon my first, like, when I bought the album, when it came out, Uh I mean, it's not like it blew me away or anything. I wasn't really impressed by it. I mean, after going back and listening again, I can, I do like it better than what I originally did. I still also don't think it's really as great as some people are saying, like Alden. I mean, there's a lot of people that are discrediting it, just because Uh I think they're, these are just those people, so I don't think it's that bad, but also just be, I mean, you can't really, com- you can compare it to their 90s stuff, but it is right. a lot different than that, because they did go back to more of their thrash roots, and I would say more, a little bit better, more complicated guitar. If you're going to go back and compare it to, like, you know, their first four albums or something like that, I mean, it's still, I mean, there's a few songs on there, don't get me wrong. Day that never comes. I'll admit, I'm pretty much naming all the singles that you named, but those are the ones that did right. stand out me with the guitars, sure. yeah. the certain harmony, like guitar harmonies that came in. Just a lot of those blew me away, which I thought were really cool, and mm-hmm. some of the singing that was done. So I can give it that. But drawbacks okay. for me is overall the singing. I don't know. I just can't get used to some of that singing. I don't really like James' voice now. It seems like it's a little higher. That's probably the main thing. And then you can hear some of his, I guess you could say, techniques that he used in, like, his 90s stuff from, like, Load and Reload, right. which kind of annoys me. Like, some of the, not like the yeahs, but, like, the stuff that he does with his voice that you can definitely right. hear some influences from that. Um, Steven, go ahead and uh, give us your views on uh, Death Magnetic. It's one of the biggest albums that really gave me a big turn. 
big impact on how I see Metallica. I mean, all of their albums, I think, are good, solid, except maybe for Load and Load, because it, it just didn't appeal to me. But the biggest factor that definitely came into Metallica, or Metallica's newest album is probably James's voice. Like, I mean, I can get over it, but there's, like, this slight auto-tune slash weird effect that was put on the whole entire album that bugged me. And it wasn't, like, his original master voice that was, like, a master of puppets where he can just do these really neat high notes. Well, you know, many artists nowadays have to use, especially guys that started back in the 80s, they have to use compression to build that voice. I just saw Priest, and, and I know a couple of you guys did too, and those screens he did were definitely boosted by the tech, you know, and I see that in this album also. Yeah, I I think Steve's probably right about that. He probably does use something to get his voice to make it a little bit better than it, it probably is. Yeah. Not like a little yeah, I mean, auto tune, but it's just some type of like extra treble that leans in on the really fingers. See, but that's yeah. where I think they ruined it because that's what I loved about early Metallica. I like the rawness of his voice. Like, like the energy that gave and the attitude it gave. That's what made Metallica Metallica. That's what made him good. So that's what I miss from that. But yeah, but like what I the thing I liked about Death Dynamic is that it is like the whole like the whole instrumental and all that is more like raw and stuff than a lot of their other stuff previous I mean, before the but after like the all their first four albums like that stuff was like all like raw and stuff but then yeah. after that they like kind of went away from that but then this album like brought it back I can agree it's more I don't know if I'll say it's more raw maybe a little bit but like I agree it's more thrash but a lot of it, except a few songs and a couple of the riffs on there, to me, uh-huh. not generic, but it's not di- anything different, really. You know what I'm saying? Where right. like, their older stuff, I mean, that's, like, almost, like, pioneering stuff. Like, there's more, to me, complicated or just more interesting things where there's, like, some songs in here seem to run together, like, uh, My Apocalypse and Judas Kiss. Those are two songs I don't really like. I don't like the first two songs. I think it's yeah. the end of the line, and that was just your life. I'm not really crazy about those songs. Excellent, excellent. All right, let's kind of finish up this part of it with. Uh, I want each of you. We'll start with Stephen, and then Dakota, and then Alden will get the last word. But give us, uh, you know, uh, how out of ten stars, what would you give Death Magnetic? Uh, so go ahead, Stephen. What, what would you give it? I definitely want to give it a good solid seven stars. I mean, I'm great that they're making a comeback from all these years. It's great to show that they still have their talent. But the fact that they have to throw in that extra auto-tune or something, it, just, it didn't really put it. I mean, there's one song particularly that stood out to me, and it was an instrumental, because I think all their instrumentals are spot-on and badass. Right. Coming yeah, in yeah. from the first album with Pooling Teeth, and I got mm-hmm. Cliff Burton. But this one with Suicide and Redemption, it was a really long one. It had a really neat solo that intervined with the previous right. guitars. And it just really put it off. But the rest of the album doesn't make up for it, in my opinion. So a good solid seven. Okay, excellent. All right, Dakota, what, what's your verdict? Mm, probably give it a six for various okay. reasons. But about what Steve was saying, I, I am glad that they did put an instrumental song because I personally love instrumental songs. I wish fans would do that more. And that was a good solid uh-huh. song, I'm not going to lie. And right. that brings up another point about this album I just want to quickly make. that it, uh, I think it's pretty impressive because, I mean, if you look at it, the average song is pretty much like seven minutes. Like, right. these are long songs. And, like, I, I really think that's cool, too, because 
don't know, it's not just like a three-minute song. I also think that's another cool aspect to the record. It seems like they put hard work into trying to make these. So, but overall, I'll give it a six, I guess. Just Excellent. All right, Alden, you get the last rating and the last word. All right, so... I'm pretty. I I'm gonna say it's a well above them, you know, of course, because I picked this. So I'm gonna probably <laughs> like it more than them, but right. I probably will say like eight, eight and a half, mm-hmm. just because I like I like every song on this album pretty much. I don't know. I just every song I've listened to, I like it. Maybe except that was just your life. Like that's the only song that really like didn't stand out to me, and that I pretty much skip over and don't listen to it but uh-huh. it i give it an eight because it's not as good as their first four albums but uh-huh. it's definitely better than a lot of their other stuff that's in between that i don't know i just there's like a couple of songs i just love like my probably my favorite song on there is probably either yeah either cyanide or the unforgiven three I mean, I just think I love how they added the Unforgiven three and continued that, and yeah. I think it's better than the first two Unforgivens to me. I, people, other people would probably disagree, but I think it's pretty good. But I don't know, the whole album was solid to me, so that's why I probably gave it an eight, eight and a half. Uh, sorry about that. <laughs> that's what beer does. All right, our next album is from Dakota, and Dakota has picked Black Sabbath, Paranoid. Okay, I picked this album because, I mean, Black Sabbath's Black Sabbath. I mean, you got to talk about them, and I just thought about them. It was, it's, a very, it's a very good album to talk about, and mm-hmm. there's so many things you can talk about the great stuff about it, and, and I just picked it because, I mean, if you th- when I think of this album, if you think about it, it could be a greatest hit just by itself. Also, the other big point is if, this album is very dynamic to me. I mean, it's, I don't know, I just yeah, think it's, it's amazing musically-wise how much musicianship has that's in this album because, I mean, think about starting off with such a strong, long song with War Pigs, good guitar, great lyrics, drums, bass. I mean, that song's, like, almost perfect. And then after that, you've got a good short, like, three-minute song, Paranoid, Fast Pace. And then right after that, you got... Planet Caravan, which is a nice, smooth jam, which is one of my favorite songs. I mean, such a unique song. It's so, it's so different from Sabbath, but then again, I mean, it's I don't know. It, it fits from a... I mean, I, I could keep on going on listening to one like Electric Funeral. That's such a it's such a gloomy, doom song, but at the same time, you can hear their, their elements of like jazz that they use. Like, you get that swing vibe from that. Same with uh, my favorite song by Black Sabbath, Fairies Wear Boots, which oh, yeah. you get that good jazz swing by, which I just love about them. So that adds more diversity to the album. And then you got like Rat Salad, which shows off more of uh, Bill's drumming. I mean, and like you said, Iron Man, it's a classic. A lot of people say it's overrated, which I might agree to a point, but it's still a solid song, you know what I'm saying? It's very simple. So you can't complain about that. Hand of Doom, yeah. nice long song, great lyrics, and I mean, it, it was a turning point for Sabbath. Steven, what are your what are your thoughts on on uh, Paranoid? Um, Paranoid, it's 
like just like Dakota said, it's one of the it's one of the greatest hits. Every song in there has its own taste. It has its own. It stands out from the album itself. Each one jumps on their own direction and variety and everything. From the beginning to the end, War Pigs. It's one of those uh-huh. songs where you can just sing along the anthem. And it's still a metal song. You don't. It's a rare chance that you can sometimes get that. I mean, even our latest concert, just to get the crowd pumped, they played Sabbath because that's something everyone can jump and relate to. Man, that wasn't that great at the Priest concert yeah. to sing War Pigs. That, that was awesome. That was like almost like the defining moment. That's what made it. I don't know. That just got everybody pumped. That was so great. That was fun. I mean, that's just what it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Each one of these, you know, like I said, they have their own jams and everything. Well, I specifically like how the beginning, or they're, I think my, my favorite two songs in here is probably War Pigs and Fairies or Boots. It starts off great and it ends great. That's oh, probably yeah. the Boots is my favorite song. And it kind of gives me a laugh because I think that Ozzy's like tripping on drugs and this is where he's like singing. <laughs> Rap Salad has that really catchy, doomy, yet horror designed by Tony. And this is yeah. the biggest spark by Tony, I think, is one of all these songs he did amazing solos on. Now, I want to yeah, ask he, Dakota something. Ten years before when Ozzy left and Ozzy or and Dio came in, what do you think is the best album that came from Dio and Sabbath? From Dio? I mean, I would have to... I, would pro, I don't know, that's a tough one. Heaven, I know. Mean, oh, I mean, that's what I Most obvious would be Heaven, Hell, but also I thought Dehumanizer was pretty interesting. That was a cool album that Dio came back in. And then you could also say The Mob Rules. I'd probably go with Heaven and Hell. All yeah, the- Dehumanizer, that's, I mean, it's pretty much almost the same level for me. Okay, Alden, what are your thoughts on Paranoid? Okay, so. <laughs> Shut up, Dakota. Uh, so I I mean to me that's not one of my I like if I had to choose a favorite album from them I probably would say Master of Reality I like more than Paranoid because there's more songs on there I like but like I do love War Pigs and Paranoid and Iron Man of course those are the like the three best songs and like Paranoia is probably the first song I've ever heard from Black Sabbath, and that's what got me to like them. And but like I, to me, I I disagree with like Dakota about like and Steve about Planet Caravan. Like we talked we talked about this before, and I found the song really like boring for some reason. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna have a heart attack. I don't know. I just didn't find it that interesting of a song as, like, like okay, Dakota okay, says okay. it to be. Okay, you could say it's boring, but you have to admit, it's an interesting song. Like, there, I don't know, you, you can't describe, like, what kind of, like, what would you tell people would be like, oh, this, like, you can't really describe what it is. It's just, I don't know, that's what I find is it's an interesting song. I think the lyrics on it are really kick-ass. It's really uh-huh. doing it, so, like, colorful with you. Well, yeah, and the bass riff, and then Bill Ward. I mean, yeah, I'll admit it's repetitive, but to me that doesn't, I don't know, to me in this instance doesn't make it boring to me. I mean, I can understand where you come from, Alden. Don't get me wrong, but just personally, I don't know, it's unique. It's something different. That's why I like it so much, too. Yeah, but, like, overall, I think it's a pretty good album, but, like, like other songs, like Rat Salad and maybe, like, the last song that Alan didn't really stand out to me as much as like Fairies wear boots? What? How? 
Uh, it just it didn't stand oh, out to oh me like God. funeral Iron Man paranoid war pigs and hand of doom. Punch you with the hand of doom. Tell me, what are your favorite songs off Master Reality? Because I mean, yes, that's a very good album too. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, that's a hard one because I like almost every song on there, but. Children well, of the Grave is probably out? the best song, like my yeah. favorite song. Yeah, I and can't argue with that. Sweet Leaf, maybe, and then After Forever is like one of those songs that not many people talk about, but I think that was like one of the songs that stood out to me the most, other than Children of the Grave. That's true. Yeah, true. That's a good point. And then it ends great with Into the Void, I mean. Let's uh, go with, uh, Stephen, what, you know, give us your stars and your final thoughts there. Definitely 10 out of 10, because each song in there has, that, it's a um, bombshell to me, that's my Sabbath, because, I mean, I heard right. singles here and there, but I never took the time to go through an album, and I expected, all right, you know, I'm going to get a good song, and then the rest, you know, maybe shitty, but no, I was dead wrong, right. but this one one right. blew me away. Alden, give us yours. So, yeah, I'll probably go with the same as I said for Metallica that I reviewed, yeah. 8 out of 10, yeah. just because, okay. like, it's, to me, it's probably one of the best albums of like that time period, and like I, uh, it's like a, such a great start for a band. Uh-huh. Other than like Black Sabbath, to me, I like I think it's better than their first album. Definitely a great like starting album for a band that like helped put a band on the charts and stuff. But then like uh, I, it's not like ten now for me just because there are a, a couple songs I'm not like too into like other albums from Black Sabbath. Okay. Dakota, you get the final word. Okay, so, I mean, I would probably have to give it a 10 out of 10 just because, I mean, up and down, it's it's just a great album. Not only all the songs are great, but another important thing that I didn't really talk about, I, I really love albums that start off strong with a great opening song, and I mean, War Pigs is perfect. And then not yeah, only yeah. that, it ends on a great song, Fairies Wear Boots, which is my favorite song. So, I mean, it yeah. has that uh, aspect to it, too. It's very diverse. Obviously, great guitar work, great drums, bass lines, great Aussie singing. I mean, 10 out of 10. Really, the only thing that I could think of that would be that people could bring up that's bad is, I mean, a lot of people criticize Black Sabbath for having bad artwork. I mean, it's uh-huh. not the greatest artwork. It's not bad, because I, I feel like it fits it, but I mean, it's not great like Black Sabbath, Black Sabbath, where I, like, love that artwork. <laughs> I know that's kind of random, but, I mean, I'm one who loves artwork almost equally just as much as the music. Yeah, I'll give it a 10 out of 10. It's a great album. Love Sabbath. That's why I picked it. All right, so there you have it. That's the guy's take on Paranoid by Black Sabbath. So let's move on to our final album of the night, nominated by Steven. The group is Into Eternity. And the album is Buried in Oblivion. Why don't we start, Stephen? You just kind of give us your thoughts, why you picked it, and what you think about it. Uh, this is probably one of the hardest choices for uh, my favorite album, I think. I'm not really a big fan of new metal, because I always like to go back to the classic metal. Into Eternity, the second I heard them, they really stretched out and got my attention. But my, like, my, the biggest aftershock, or like biggest explosion that hit me was probably buried in oblivion because my first time listening to it, you're expecting metal, you're expecting thrash, but I, I love a good personal home song, guitar, old classic. 
And on right. top of that, it chained in with three classic guitar, which I like, good vocals, and all those neat atmosphere, distortion, and effects was piled into it. And just those three songs itself, tied in with a little bit extra metal, is what I really liked about it. Alden, what did, what did you think about this? Definitely, I love Into Eternity, pretty much. I love <laughs> almost everything that they like make, pretty much. And I would have to say, like this definitely is my second favorite album because uh, Skyrim and Mashes is my definitely my favorite album by them. But I'll have to say this is my second favorite album by them. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I like pretty much, I like every song on the album because like, they never disappoint me in anything they make. And at, But at first, when I first heard Buried in Oblivion, the song, I kind of didn't like it. But then once I listened to it more and once Dakota was like, it actually is a pretty good, like, he convinced me to listen to it more and, like, really try to give it right. more chance than I did. And actually, like, after listening to it again a couple times, I actually really like it now compared to what I when I first heard it. And I think uh-huh. every song in there, like, probably my favorite song is Isolation because it has great riff to it. Right, and I think that song stands out to me the most. I mean, there's no song on there really, like maybe other than beginning at the end. That's probably like I'm not saying my least favorite song, but like that one stood out, didn't stand out to me, like some of the other, a lot of the other songs. Right. But yeah, pretty much I I love Chris Crawl as a singer on there just as much as Stu. Oh, Stu. Yeah, I mean, they've had they've had they've had uh, several vocalists, and all of them have been amazingly good. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. All right. Um. So let's move on. Um. Dakota, you haven't weighed in yet, right? No, I haven't. All right. Let's. What do you think? Okay. Where do I start? I mean, Into Eternity, easily one of my all-time favorite bands. There's no question. I mean, I can honestly say they are the ones who turn me on to. You could say more extreme metal, like uh-huh. with that kind of singing. Because before that, I didn't really listen. I mean, I listen to metallic and stuff, but really nothing heavier than that. Maybe like Megadeth. I mean, they go hand in hand. But ever since I heard uh, severe emotional distress, that like changed my whole perception on this type of music. So uh-huh. I want to put that out there: how important these guys are to me. But right. this album specifically. This is yes. This is an awesome album. I would probably say it's my second favorite behind Scattering Masters, just because I mean I love the guitar work on there and I like Stu as a singer. But for this, I mean, this album starts off really strong. Splinter Visions. I mean, if you know Into Eternity, you can tell that's that's Tim. That's their guitar. You know what I'm saying? That starts off with like just classic Into Eternity guitar riffing. That's what I love about this album right. in general, they are so unique to themselves, like, it's uh-huh. hard to put them in a specific genre or a couple of genres, because, I mean, the technical one minute, minute, they're melodic, pretty much throughout the whole thing, and they're very progressive. So, I mean, it's very hard, but then, yeah, you got other songs like Embrace by Desolation, which is, that has a lot of, that changes a lot, which is a really cool song. Yeah. I really like uh, beginning right. of the end. That's a really good song. I mean, I like the vocal diversity, not only in this album, but they do in general with all their. I mean, they got their low growls, they got their high pitch growls, they just right. got their 
almost you could say, um, what would you call it? Like not Campbell of course growls, but um, <laughs> whatever. But like at some point they got like really harsh growling. But like I yeah. mean, and then the highlight I could say of this album is the last two songs where they change it up yeah. with a whole different vibe. I could say one I'm right. a sucker for classical acoustic guitar, which they use. Yeah. None of that. And then the singing is phenomenal. There's no question. I mean, Moro Seclusion, I I can listen to that song. I, I mean, I listen to that song how many times? Because that is such, that just shows, uh, again, their musicianship. And it can show, yeah, one minute they're crazy in your face, it's death metal. But then there, that could be, that's like something anybody could listen to. It's, it's like, <laughs> I mean, yeah. my sound way I'm going to say it, but it's like a beautiful song. That's what I'm going to say, because... It's just, I don't know, and I just like how the last three songs intertwine with each other, almost like a concept. They go along with each other, especially uh, Black Sea of Agony, because that's like a different approach from like their other songs, because it, ha- it has right. a certain groove to it, which is cool. I like the drum build-up in the beginning mm-hmm. when it gets the g- good riffing. So, I mean, all around, it's a great album. I love that album, this album. That drummer really gets my attention with like his blast beats and different like styles with it oh yeah <laughs> they're drumming I mean, Jim Austin's I tell you they all have their special thing and they just unite like the ultimate bombshell awesomeness yeah there, there's no doubt I mean yeah that's like saying like Tim Roth he's like a god to me I mean they're they're like that band where each each instrument they're like almost like the greatest like the, the singing is phenomenal, the guitar is phenomenal, the drums are phenomenal, the bass. I mean, they're just one of those bands where, like, nothing seems to lack. It all seems to form together nicely and really just gel nice. And uh, right. I just want to – I'm looking at, like, right now, and, it, like, like what the band members and track listing and all that, and it's pretty crazy. It says four out of five members – on this album, all do death metal vocals in this album somewhere, and I think that's pretty impressive for a band. Yeah, four people do it. That's definitely another thing I wanted to pick up on. How like Into Eternity, they like all seem to have a singing role. I mean, because like I mean, the first album, Tim Roth sang on. You know what I'm saying? It was just right. him before yeah. they got a singer through. So I mean, he can sing too. I mean, I even heard him sing. I forget which song. It was one of the new ones. It was either Fukushima or Sandstorm, but they okay. had the song that he sang then they had one to stew but i mean yeah that that is a good point old and how they all have singing they're all just they're so in sync and it's just great a little bit miscellaneous but i definitely feel like they're a really underestimated band and it has oh 100 percent yeah stew leaving i mean it really pisses me off but yet there's so many perspectives like i like how he went to ice earth which is a great band yeah it would be cool if they would have brought back with some of their other singers for instead of I'm not saying that like uh the new singer the I I don't know I forget Amanda where Kier. yeah Amanda is going to be bad but it would have been cool to see them bring back like Chris Crawl or like the other guy that was on the other uh, I think Dead or no not Dead or Dream but I forget what album the other guy was on but well Chris Chris was on Dead or Dreaming and Buried in Oblivion uh yeah but uh it's I like it's kind of sad cuz I looked up, like, where these, if these other two guys, like, if Chris Crawl was in another band. Yeah. And, like, 
he just like fell off. Like he's yes. not like in anything else. And it would have been cool agree. to see that. I know. I wish well, you he would have joined another band or something because I mean he has he has a great talent and like his brother. I don't think his brother's doing anything either because he played bass for this album. I'm not sure. I have yeah. to double check that. But yeah, I do remember looking that up too, and it couldn't find anything on him really. You know, the new singer, Amanda Kiernan, you can also hear her in some of their uh, videos that they put out. Uh, yeah. New to the videos, like, I I really don't like watching those, like, rough videos of Dumb Lies because it right. doesn't seem right. But for her, like, I really took a second to, like, admire what she does. And holy crap, she really did bring it on of uh, good vocals. And I really wish they uh, deliver something because it's been a while that they did anything besides just tell us what they've been doing lately. Alden, go ahead and give us your star rating. How many stars out of 10? All right, so uh, this one I'll probably definitely put it 10 out of 10 just because uh, I like every song pretty much on this album. I think this whole album's solid, and it's pretty diverse compared to, I mean, some of their other albums. Like, it's probably yeah. the most diverse to me out of all their albums, and it just, every song, like, definitely hits you, and full force and like I don't know it definitely this album and yeah. uh the Skyrim of Ashes got me into into eternity and like death metal and stuff and right. lock death metal so yeah I'll pro- I would definitely give this album a 10 out of 10 all right Dakota how about you I would have to agree with that I would have to give him a 10 out of 10 like the same, these guys got me into pretty much death metal. It is uh-huh. weird to think about because for them not being really well-known, you would think some other band, but I mean, and just searching through the computer through my little brother's stuff, I see them, click on a song, listen to them, and I'm instantly blown uh-huh. away by just what they have to offer. I mean, that's the, the... I mean, obviously the guitar blew me away, but their mixture of death metal vocals and clean, because I didn't hear that before, and this was like a while back. This is when I was probably like 10. So, I mean, still getting... I mean, I've been listening to music ever since I was born, like metal, hard rock. But yeah, overall, this album, it's, it is diverse, like Alden said, where it's like Shattering Ashes that has a, not a theme to it, but similar guitar, like a similar vibe to it. Whereas this, it does have a little bit of a different diverse to it, especially with the three ending songs and some of their slower stuff and their vocals and choruses. I mean, it's a great album. All right, Stephen, you get the final say so. Into Eternity is just a good melodic death metal that makes me, it's like a shining star from melodic death metal. Also, like uh, progressive metal, they take different uh-huh. stages. Each one of their members are golden at what they do. They progress on different albums. They get they have that nice doom feeling. Their artwork is really kick ass. I think they were really cool. Yeah. Overall, I'm definitely give the shine ten out of ten because they blow up my expectations. Guys, that kind of wraps it up for this fancast edition of the Great Metal Debate Podcast. I want to thank Alden and Dakota and Steven. Feel free to discuss online your views and reviews of the three albums that we talked about on the Great Metal Debate. 